You know, he gets up every day regardless of it and he fights it. You know, he's got the biggest heart that I know. He he's he's my brother. He's been my best friend since birth. You know. Sure. And uh, you know, growing up together, yeah, we're we're we were boys, we we fight, you know, of course, all this other stuff. I got boys. three brothers, I know. <laughs> there you go. Siblings. <laughs> but um he uses cannabis and it really helps with pain relief. He doesn't feel so stiff. He actually can move a little bit better. The the spasms kinda go away, like they're they're not as often. You know, he, he can actually go without even falling. It really helps out a lot. It helps him out a lot. Welcome back to Gramps Place, where my guests and I discuss all things of public interest and anything else that might need a little changing in the good old USA, from ending the drug war and freeing those wrongfully imprisoned for crimes that have no victim, to making government more like what our forefathers intended of we the people again. I talk with doctors, scientists, politicians, and more, so you can make your own decisions on important issues in the USA. In this episode, I am joined by Brian Wood. Brian reached out to me because he wanted the chance to talk about a very ambitious goal he has set for himself, all in an effort to both bring about awareness for the cannabis movement, as well as raise money for muscular dystrophy. Brian is a very dedicated young man with a heart of gold. Let's meet Brian and hear his story. Hello, Brian. Thank you for joining me here on Grant's Place. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. My name is Brian Woods. Uh, I am former Texas resident, born and raised out of Texas. Okay. Uh, and uh, I am wanting to do something for my brother. Okay. Who is with muscular dystrophy. Yeah, I was going to say that you, you wanted to come on the show to promote something you're doing for muscular dystrophy. Tell us what that is. Uh, well, on uh, 420, I'm going to start a huge block. Okay. Uh, titled Stoner's Walk for Muscular Dystrophy. Okay. Now, this is to raise money for uh, muscular dystrophy for, for the NDA. Okay. And my goal is to Hopefully, break the Jerry Lewis record. Okay, we'll get and to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, as to why is muscular dystrophy uh, important to you? Why did you pick this cause? Well, uh, because uh, I I have a brother who is uh, just a year and a half older than me, okay. and he deals with Becker's muscular dystrophy. I got you. So it's it's near and dear to your heart. So this yeah. walk, I've 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 kind of read about your walk a little bit. Uh, 
and some of the information you sent me, you you plan to walk basically the distance from Dallas to D.C., right? Yes, sir. How long do you estimate this journey is going to take you? I'm actually uh, estimating this to be about six to eight weeks. Okay. That's pretty aggressive. Um, how many miles is that? Uh, the miles, it is, from what uh, Google says, it's 1,375 miles. Okay. So, you're, you're going to be resting, of course, at night, right? Of course. Have you, have you uh, kind of figured anything in there for bad weather? Or? Uh, well, for bad weather and everything else like that, I mean, depending on where I'm at, the best I can do is hunker down and, uh, you know, tent, camp. Yeah. You know, that would be the best way to do it. Okay. Pretty much uh, for bad weather and everything else like that, uh, I, I would have, uh, I'm going to be bringing my, my own tent and everything else like that, my own gear and stuff like that to actually make the whole trip. So if you yeah. happen to be in the middle of nowhere, you've got a, you've got a place to stay with you, right? Exactly. Okay. That, that makes sense. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. Yeah, but you're going to be crossing through countryside probably without a place to stop, with a hotel and a bathroom. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, you answered a question I hadn't even thought of yet. So uh, now now we'll get back to that, that, that goal of yours. You, I understand this right. Your goal is to break the top mark for fundraising for Muscular Dystrophy Association. Correct. That that was set by by Jerry Lewis and the Telethon back in in his heydays, right? Yes, sir. That that's a pretty big goal. Sixty point five million dollars. Yeah. Uh, do you have any sponsors who signed on with you yet, or? Are you just I, still on your own so far? Right now, I am currently working out a sponsorship deal with uh, Dip Devices. They were okay. there at the Texas Policy Meeting. Okay. Which I was there for as well. Yeah, I, we, I completely missed you there. I didn't even see you there. I was there that whole weekend. I don't yes, know sir. if you, you saw me uh, or not. but uh, I did. Okay. I did. It, it, it was pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, there, there was... You know, I was kind of disheartened. There were uh, several times throughout both Saturday and Sunday, there were different activities going on, different different panels and whatnot that I would have yeah. loved to have, have witnessed and been a part of, but and maybe even had questions for. But I, I had to pick and choose which one is more important. You know, I had that several times in both days. They had too much to choose from, I think, which is, you know, that just made it a better value. But at the same time, you you know, I guess that'll be the draw for next year, you know, to get you to come back, you know. But uh, it was was a good conference. I enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. You know, it it gave me the chance to actually go out there and actually, you know, talk about my walk there, too, to hopefully gain sponsors, which I believe I successfully did. So, uh uh, so far, I've got dip devices, 
they're going to be sending me out uh, devices, gear, shirt, merch, stuff like that to pass out along my way. Okay. You know, to to donate and actually help the cause. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I wish there were, there were several people there that I would have thought would have been interested that I guess you didn't didn't get to talk to or. Uh, I did get to talk to Dan. Dan Hare. Okay. Yeah, that was cool meeting him. Uh, Absolutely wonderful man. I I, uh, I I don't know if you you know much about my story or not, but when when my son passed away, one of the first things I found when I searched epilepsy and and marijuana in in the same search bar at the same time was Jack Hare's book. Uh, you know, and so it was cool as hell to get to meet him down there. Uh, at any rate, I didn't mean to hit, interrupt you. Uh, oh, good, bud. So, so back to your goal. Uh, your goal, if you can make it, or, or the purpose, I guess, for this is to bring awareness to push the federal legalization of cannabis for medical use in the U.S., correct? Correct. Uh, that's your your main purpose of this for for muscular dystrophy as well as the multitude of other things that there are out there, right? Correct. I mean, uh, it's it's a wonder plant, really. You know, I, I've I've got a whole lot of reasons on why. Uh, yeah. What, what I'm doing. You go back to that conference that we were at uh, a few weeks back, and and the fact that it was at Texas A and M. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, Absolutely. and not at some hotel somewhere. Uh, yeah. the fact that it was hosted by Texas A&M, not just at Texas A&M, but hosted by Texas A&M. Uh, and then the fact that they're actually doing the research at Texas A&M with genetics and other things with cannabis and to see and hear about their research. That was pretty, pretty awesome thing. Uh, it's Absolutely. exciting to see what they're doing here in Texas in that regard. Uh, we've come a long, long way in eight to ten years. Absolutely. I, I feel that we are so close. It's yeah. Like I, I got my fingers crossed. The biggest problem we're going to have in Texas is uh, our lieutenant governor. And uh, unless something major happens, we're going to be stuck with him for another four years, another two sessions. So. I'm not keeping my fingers crossed for, for recreational or adult use, uh, as some like to call it, uh, here in Texas, not yeah. in the near future, unless something major happens to change this. You know, his, his mindset right now is the people of Texas are not ready. Law enforcement, of course, they'll never be ready, you know, um, so, uh, we either, we either change his mind get the public opinion in front of him better because we know the public opinion is, is for it. Uh, all, yeah. the polls, all the polls say that, right? Absolutely. So, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a rough subject for me is talking about Texas. Now, at the national level, uh, I would have thought we'd already been there, you know, but uh, I had a a unique conversation with, with someone who used to be the normal, uh, national normal lobbyist in, in Washington, D.C. on 
a couple of episodes back, uh, Justin Streckel, who started yeah. a new a new political action committee that their their sole purpose is to spend money to get prohibitionists out of the Senate this this next election in 2022 or, or yeah 2022. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can make an impact and get a couple of those hard case people out of there because if they can get just one out, if they're successful in my opinion, getting one person out of there. Who's a, who's a hardcore prohibitionist, then that's going to open up people's eyes and say, okay, we need to pour money into this. If they can do that in, in as short a time as less than one year, because they they just started this year, right? Just recently. Uh, if they can do that in less than one year, then what can they do in two years for the next election? Let's get a bunch of them out of there, you know? Because uh, that's what we need to do. we got to get the prohibitionists out of office. That's the bottom line. Uh, a lot of them, there's not any change in their mind. I've spoken, you know, I've, I've lobbied in, in DC as well as Austin. So, uh, there's a lot of them, you're just not going to change their mind. They're, they're set in stone and that's it. You know, it's, it's nuts. Uh, when you look at the fact that number one, the states do have legal, the sky hasn't fallen out, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Shit hasn't hit the fan, so to speak. The, the children, the teen use has gone down, not up, right? Uh, there's no big increase in accidents and traffic accidents. There's no big increases in crime. In fact, crime's going down in most places, uh, mm-hmm. violent crime especially. It's just, okay, folks, the experiment's over. The cat is out of the bag. Let's get over it and just let's make it happen. Right? That's my problem. I'm, I'm right there. You know, and that's what I'm going to be trying to push on this whole thing. Because we, the people, do have power. Sure we you do. Know? You know, part of the problem, uh, our power is sucked up in this, this, this cockamamie rhetoric that goes from, from right to left. That the, that the media is, is this is the world's worst because all they do is just push that shit. But all this, he said, she said, bullshit. Because that's what it is. You know, I tell everybody every time, you go up there to D.C., you see it. You don't see it on the news. And, and you know, Fox has got their one side. CBS, NBC, CNN got their side. Well, you know, and, and you see that, right? But you go up there to D.C., and what you see is they're all rubbing elbows. They all go to the same freaking parties. They're all the same. There's no difference from right or left, Democrat or Republican. The shit you see while they're running for office and you see in the news when they're talking about this bill or that bill is just that. It's a circus for the public's eye. And that's all it is. All they care about staying up there, getting reelected, Sounding big and strong for their party and whatever, but bottom line is they're taking money under the table because they've been there so damn long, most of them, and that's all they want to stay there for. They get their big fat salaries, of course, that we pay for. On top of, you know, you think about it, people like uh, uh, AOC, right? She's, she's a Democrat, but she she first got elected, she didn't have a pot to piss in. 
right? She couldn't right. even afford to get an apartment in D.C. so that she could live there and do her job. She had to borrow money to sign a lease, uh, which, of course, is crazy what the cost of living there is stupid that it costs that much to live there, but that's beyond the fact that she couldn't do it, right? Now, it ain't a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she don't make enough money for that to be the case. Like any of them that have been there any length of time, and and, and the, the main aspect that I say, and to see if you agree with me or not, the main aspect I think when it comes to D.C. especially, some you have this some in state politics, but it's more so at, at the at the federal level. Is the freaking career people have been there twenty five, thirty five, forty, and plus years? You know, like uh, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, yeah. Chuck Schumer. I mean, I could sit here and name two thirds of the Senate and three quarters of the House. And I'd still probably miss a few that need to go because they've been there too damn long. They don't get number one, their ideas are old and obsolete. Right? I mean, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I'm just, just, I'm saying it. You you tell me what you think. I absolutely agree. It's, it's, but we can't get, we can't get them out of there until we get beyond this, this right left bullshit. You know, and that's that's the hang up in my exactly. opinion. I believe I mean, I, that all that there is 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 the exact hold up on this is because it's still left and right. If people would stop and just put choosing sides, choose everybody. Because well, it's not about left or right. The the idea has become and, and this is just my, my observation, but the idea has become that um, number one, we have to choose one or the other. Which I'm sorry, I vote for both. Depends on the, the candidate, depends on the race, what level it is, and depends on what they say they're for and what they say they're against, not what they say about their opponent or the other party. But uh, the big part of it is is, is Everybody's got it in their in their head. This, this is the voting population. I'm saying everybody seems to have it in their head that I can't vote for the other side because that's almost like the same thing as treason. When I'm sorry, number one, like I said before, they're the same. Number two. Most terms are, are either two, four, or six years. So it's like Senate, it's a six year term. That's the, the longest one. So that would be the one I might scratch my head and go, hmm, I really got to think about this before I vote for someone's the opposite side of what I would normally do. Of course, personally, I'm independent. I don't, I don't claim any party. I hate them all. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the idea that we have to, we can't, we can't jump sides. You know, we can't flip over to that other side of the fence for one, one term to get somebody out. Cause that's the deal. The incumbents like Nancy Pelosi or like Mitch McConnell or, or Chuck Schumer or, uh, any of the rest of them, 
when they're an incumbent like that, nobody on their party is going to run against them. So to get them out, you've got to vote for the other party if you're a Republican or a Democrat, right? Yeah. So say I'm a Democrat and I want to get, and I'm in Nancy Pelosi's district and I want to get her out. The only way I'm going to get her out is to vote for the Republicans. And as yeah. much as that would go against my grain, I still would be willing to do it because I know in my mind, I mean, this is the way I think, that's that's going to get her out, get somebody else in her place, and then we'll look at the, who the two candidates are the next time, and if we need to make another change, we make another change. It's as simple as that. But we've lost sight of that. At least that's what I see. I, um, I'm i 100% right there with you on that one. Like, it, all of this, like, people just really need to understand that like, it's not, about better for left or better for right. It's about better for everybody. So why not, instead of choosing, you know, hard left, hard right, go up the middle. Try to see where it's actually going to be, you know, better for everybody. Yeah. You know, there's good ideas on both sides sure that could, you know, that they can collaborate. Pardon this short break for a word from our sponsors. Hey, y'all. Are you enjoying the guests and content Gramps is bringing you each week? Did you know he does this all on his own? No production team, and no producers. Just Gramps. If you like the show, please think about becoming a monthly supporter. It can be as little as 99 cents per month. You would be surprised at how much that can help. Just follow the link in the show description where it says support this podcast here. And as always, Gramps thanks you for listening, and for your support. Welcome back to Gramps Place. The podcast where Gramps and his guests talk about all things cannabis and cannabis law reform, along with anything else that piques public interests. I've not seen one politician from any party to be the Green Party for all I care, let alone Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. I have not seen one candidate in my almost 40 years of voting that I agreed with everything they said. You know what I mean? But I've still voted for candidates in every election in almost 40 years of, of being able to vote. I'm, I don't have to agree with everything you say. Number one, nobody, get, no one person who gets elected is going to be able to do everything they want to do. Number two, at least 50% of what they say, they don't really want to do anyway. They're just saying it to get elected. Well... And number three, if they do get everything they do, something that I don't agree with, done, it can always be undone. That's the beauty of of our republic and the fact that it's run by legislative democracy that has the ability to be replenished and changed out on a continual basis through elections is anything gets done can be undone. 
Everybody's got it in their head. Oh, shit, we can't let them have power because they'll do this, this, and this. Okay. So when we get back in there, we'll just undo that and go back to the way we like it, which is what oh, has yeah. happened since this country's been conceived. At any rate, we've kind of got off on a tangent. <laughs> wow. like I, I do so very often. Uh, no, so what's the what's the connection uh, for you between muscular dystrophy and cannabis? Is have you seen? Uh, did your brother use cannabis, or have, have you? What's what's the connection there? Uh, he does use can- cannabis, and it it does help with a lot of uh, the pain relief because mm-hmm. you know he as as a, you get older. Um, your people dealing with muscular dystrophy, their, their muscles are dying at a much rapid rate, and everything else like that than what ours are. So that they, they start to lose muscle, they start to lose a lot of strength and everything, and movement even. Uh, like my my brother, he he can't run. You know, he he'll be standing there, and all of a sudden his legs will give out, he'll just fall. And he's taking some nasty spills. I mean, he's, but he gets up every day. You know, he gets up every day, regardless of it, and he fights it. So he's got the biggest heart that I know. So, so does he use it just for the pain, or does he notice that it helps yeah, with the this, spasticity this and all of that? Yes, correct. It does help with the spasm. Uh, whenever he's, because he, from what he tells me, because he, he's, he's my brother. He's been my best friend since birth, you know? Sure. And, uh, you know, growing up together, yeah, we're, we're, we were boys. We, we fight, you know, of course, all this other stuff. I got boys. three brothers, I know. <laughs> there you go. Siblings. <laughs> but, um, he uses cannabis and it really helps with pain relief. He doesn't feel so stiff. He actually can move a little bit better. The, the spasms kind of go away. Like they're, they're not as often, you know, he, he can actually go a few days without even falling, you know, a few weeks even. It really helps out a lot. It helps him out a lot, you know, and like, Instead of having to jump through all these little hoops that you have to just for medicinal cannabis, I mean, come on. And the fact that it does so much more for people, you know, not even just with muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, you know, multiple cirrhosis, ah, but uh, cancers, everything. You know, the list is, is endless. We can spit all these facts to our government officials and everything else like that. I mean, throw the whole book at them, you know. And so, because they're greedy, I think. Yeah. All that's, all what, of them. that's what started. It started it with greed. Uh, greed and the fact that the end of uh, alcohol prohibition left Harry Anslinger and the alcohol bureau with nothing to do anymore. So they needed something to do. So his friend Randolph Hurst reached out to him and said, Hey, I want to 
shut down these hemp farmers because I don't need competition in the paper industry. Uh, what can we do? And they went, ooh. And then they figured out they controlled people by by these laws as well. And they said, well, we need to enhance this and, and make it even better in 1970 with the Controlled Substance Act and, of course, the rest is history. But anyway, uh, so you're going to leave out on 420, right? Correct. That's uh, that's a symbolic day for a lot of reasons for me. Uh, Absolutely. Not only is it 420 because of, you know, owner philosophy and all and what that day means but that's also was was my son's birthday uh he was born on 420 and uh so i don't typically do a lot on 420 because of that but i did i did last year i went out and did a I was asked to speak at a thing down in victoria texas so i did and that's the first time so maybe i'm over that not doing something on his birthday but uh that's pretty cool. Uh, you pick that day to start just because of its significance in the, in the cannabis world and, and industry itself. So, uh, you got your route all picked out, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. Is anybody going to be following along like in the trailer or? Well, uh, right now I've actually been talking to a couple people, uh, so I'm actually, uh, starting to, uh, get a little small team together. Okay. And, uh, with that team, like, this is how I'm actually going to break the Jerry Lewis record, which is, cause this right here can actually bring it to life. Yeah. Because the more people you have with you, obviously, the more your message can spread. You hit towns. Right, or set up somewhere in the heart of the city or the heart of the town, whatever we set foot in, in town. Team disperse, go around every business, knocking on doors, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, spreading yeah. the word. And, so, uh, and then, well, if you got sponsor like, uh, like Dip Devices, that's a pretty big name sponsor too. I'm sure they're going to. Do some advertisement for you a little bit too, right? Um, right now we're we're still in the the works of all that, but uh, I have a, a gut feeling probably more than likely you definitely see something probably planning up pr- pretty big. So, okay. uh, I definitely mm. got a few things cooking up my sleeve that you know people are just gonna have to wait on. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep me posted on that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, uh, I'm actually going to be, uh, doing a vlog on the whole trip every day. Okay. So, uh, you know, that way people can see where I'm going, like how far, you know, keep up with me, you know, so that way there, there's a whole track line, you know, and that way, you know, I can also share the beauty of this because, you know, like that's another reason why I want to do the trip. Yeah. Oh, that's a people think about that and they think, oh man, my legs are killing me just with the thought of that. Yeah. I couldn't do it, but I got I've got severe neuropathy in my legs and feet, so that's uh, why I couldn't do it. Uh, it it's just twenty years ago been a different story. Have you? I'm just curious. Uh, just popped into my head. 
Have you reached out to or heard of an uh, organization called Walk for Change? Uh, no, I haven't. You might reach out to them. Uh, it's actually a, a, an organization that's pushing forward with cannabis legalization. And, oh. and their thing is they walk across the country, basically. Uh, hmm. So you might I look them up, look them up yeah. on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that just popped into my, I actually know some people who are affiliated with them, but, uh, look, look them up on Facebook, Walk for Change. Uh, I think they're on Instagram too. Uh, take a look and, and maybe reach out to them and just tell them what you're doing and they might, they might give you some publicity as well. Uh, I know they have, uh, I think there's an affiliated, uh, group called the Human Solution. There's another one that you might reach out to that, that could help you and get you some publicity and, and, and get, get the word out, you know. Uh, I'm all for it. I commend you. Uh, a walk from Dallas to DC. That's a long walk and it, that, yeah, the thought of it makes my leg hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, oh, uh, is there, uh, is there a website or, or anything where, have you set anything up where people can donate to your efforts and your cause? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I have a couple of GoFundMes that I've started. Okay. Uh, one of them is, uh, straight, all 100% of the proceeds go straight to the MDA. Okay. And that's going to be the one that's entitled Stoner's Walk for MDA. That's going to be the one that I'm going to be pushing, you know, okay. to break the record. That's how I'm going to show my proof that this is what the cannabis community did. That's a this GoFundMe. That's a GoFundMe. That's Stoner's Walk for MDA, right? Yes, sir. Okay. okay. Just want to make sure we had that right. And I'll put that in the, the, the show notes to the program as well when it publishes. Uh, any, anything, Facebook page or anything else where people can find you and keep track of it? Uh, absolutely. I also have a, um, a group page that I've made also entitled, uh, Stoner's Block for Muscular Dystrophy. And, um, also, uh, uh, I haven't really exactly started pushing on, uh, the, the Instagram yet. Uh, I am also on, uh, another Instagram for skateboarding as well. You know, so um, that's also what I'm going to be doing on my trip as well. Stopping spots, skateboarding, also promoting that. And uh, my music. That's actually how I'm actually going to survive. Okay. Make money and do my own part. Okay. I got you. So you're going to try to get, do little gigs on the way and stuff, in other words. Yes, sir. I'm a, that, that's how I'm also going to contribute to my own cause as well. Gotcha. You know, yeah. so busking for tips and everything else like that, raising donations that way, and donate to my own cause. Okay, so you need to, need to get you a nice little sign that you can fold up and put in your backpack, but set up when you need to too. <laughs> Weatherproof and all that, cover all those bases before you head out. <laughs> well, uh, you know what's funny? Uh, when we were at that conference. Uh, I was outside talking with uh, Leo and Max, mm-hmm. and uh, they were, uh, I was talking to them about the walk, and <laughs> we were making a joke, uh, called, they were like, oh, so, 
you might as well just like be called like the, the modern day Forrest Gump. We're trying to do this. Hopefully it doesn't take you long enough for your beard and hair to grow that long. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, man. And then judging by inflation and everything else, like that gas price is going sky high. So they're thinking like maybe Stoner Gump had a had a point to this. I know, huh? Yeah, I ain't never know. <laughs> People out there could be a little active, you know. Yeah. So what did what did what did Max have to say about it? I'm curious what his what his take was on it. Uh, he he thought. It was a good cause, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's it's for a good cause. He thinks it's a bar walk, which it is. But yeah, I'm confident I can do it. Yeah, it's gonna be a long haul. That's that's especially if you're taking your time, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that, well, but that's that'd be the way to do it is take your time and not get in a hurry. Yeah. You know, uh, so is there any, any, any other aspects or any other organizations that are jumping on or that you would maybe hope would or anything that you'd like to shout out to and, and maybe get their attention? Um, I did talk to Dan, uh, here uh, at that conference. And, uh, uh, I think he said that he would actually sponsor. Okay. Cool. So. Uh, I've got to reach out to him, but I know that they've got a lot that they're they're very busy. So, but uh, the only other sponsors that I have uh, reached out to were uh, Stash Logics. They're hooking me up with gear uh, for for my trip, and then uh, also uh, all, as well as Dip Devices. I did uh, get in contact with uh, uh, Weedman 420 podcast. They were supposed to give me a plug, and then um, uh, also Karma Koala, uh, another podcast, but mainly based off of MS, you know, on the medicinal cannabis side. Sure. Uh, with them, uh, I'm supposed to be uh, sending, you know, daily vlog videos, you know, of the whole trip and everything else like that. They're going to be posting it up on their the websites or podcasts, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to really try to make this a very inspiring walk, you know, for a lot of people. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know I think it's a, a very ambitious idea. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I mean, that's a long freaking walk, but you know, uh, your heart's in the right place, and uh, I commend you for the idea, especially when you know you're, you're talking about doing it for family and blood, your brother. Uh, you know that that says a lot about a person in my mind, and uh, I wish you the best of luck on your endeavor. I really do, and, and and you know you got my email, so you know shoot me a. Shoot me a video or something every now and then. What you know, keep me posted on how it's going. I'd like, I'd like well, to keep track. Sure. Uh, and I want to thank you for coming on and, and and telling us, you know, that you're doing this and giving us an opportunity to understand why and and all of that. Right.
Grant's Place, the podcast where I bring you the doctors, scientists, patients, politicians, and ordinary everyday people to talk about anything and everything with facts and first-hand reports so you can make your own decisions on important issues. Cannabis law reform, politics, criminal justice, government, and economics are just a few. As always, I thank you for listening and for your generous support.